Last week, we have uh, studied uh, through our Pastor Ruel that we should stay on course and that as we stay on course, let us remember that God is with us. And uh, Pastor Ruel also, sorry? Ah, okay, connect. Ah, sorry. Uh, we also uh, have been reminded of God's shamar or yung God's keeping or protection. So, yung po yung na pag-aralan po natin last week. And so, we are thankful to God that we're always reminded as we start this 2022, we should be reminded that we should stay on course. Kasi sometimes in the middle of the road, we get lost. So, uh, we should always uh, keep that in mind. So, we're thankful that God has led us uh, in that wonderful uh, service and in that wonderful message that was given to us by Pastor Well. So today, we will be reading from the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 1, verses 15 and 20. And I will be reading from the English Standard Version as this will be the basis of our sermon today. So uh, if you are at home, please do read with me. And if you're here, please stand up. May I request you to stand as a reverence to the Word of God. We will be reading again from the book and from the epistle of Apostle Paul to Colossians, uh, chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. And I'll be reading from the ESV. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today, for revealing yourself to us. Thank you, Father, for you will show us who you are. And through this, Lord, may we understand your word and apply them in our very lives. Be with us today. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's all be seated. Today, we will discuss the supremacy of Christ and our humble prayers. Is there a relationship between what we've read in the book of Colossians, in chapter 1, verses 15 to 20, which is the preeminence of Christ? The other word for preeminence means supremacy, supreme, or in the order of things, the first in the order of things. So that's what we mean by preeminence. So I use the other a word for preeminence, which is supremacy. So it's easier for us to understand, especially for us who are non-native speakers of English. So here's the question that we need to ask. What is the relationship of, the, uh, the relationship of this supremacy of Christ with our prayers? 
Why do we need to understand this, the supremacy of Jesus? And how does this notion of Jesus Christ's preeminence inform and influence our prayers? If we understand and if we believe that Jesus is preeminent, supreme in all things, how should that inform and influence the way we pray? So those are the things that we will be discussing today. And uh, if we look into the text from uh, the letter of Apostle Paul to the believers in Colossians, uh, this is actually the third letter of Apostle Paul from Rome because at this time, uh, Apostle Paul was in prison in Rome. And he wrote this to the people of Colossians because at that time, he was actually rebuking uh, the false teachers. And so he reminded the people of, of Colossae about who Christ is. And similarly, today, as we understand this text, I hope that understanding who Christ is will revitalize, will energize our prayers. Because our view of God will definitely inform our prayers. Kanino ba tayo nananalangin? Hindi ba sa Diyos? We even ask and plead our prayers in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. Am I right? And if that is so, we should understand, we should know Jesus. Eh bakit kayo nananalangin kay Jesus? Hindi nyo pala siya kilala. Bakit kayo nananalangin and pleading in the name and in under the authority of Jesus Christ if you don't know Him? And so today, we are just getting that notion, that truth from the epistle to the Colossians. And I will give you at least six of what we have found in these verses. And so the first one that we can see from this verse is that Jesus is supreme because He is the image of the invisible God. We've read that from verse 15. Let me read this to you again. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So Jesus is supreme because He is the image of the invisible God. Now for starters, allow me to affirm, let us affirm our Trinitarian belief that we believe in how many God? Only one God. We believe in one God in three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus is not the Father, nor He is the Spirit. The Spirit is not the Father, nor the Son. As well as the Father is not the Son, nor the Spirit. But they are one. They are indistinct persons. They are distinct persons in one true God. One God in three persons. I would like to affirm that because I want us to view Jesus Christ in the light of the Trinitarian truth. Tayo ay mga Trinitarian, meaning we believe in one God in three persons. Nasabi ko na dito, if you don't believe that, I don't think I can call you brother or sister in Christ. I am a Trinitarian guy through and through. So, yon ang masasabi ko. 
we should believe in one God in three persons. The Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We should affirm that. And our prayers, our faith should be informed by that. And I hope you affirm that as well. Kasi baka hindi ko kayo matawag na brother and sister. Kasi hindi mo tayo parawan ng belief, ba't ko kayo tatawagang brother and sister? Di ba? We could, uh, some uh, traditions believe in baptism by immersion, some believe in baptism by sprinkling. That's a minor point. But when it comes to Trinity, that's not a minor point. That's a major point. It would spell out the difference between us and them. So let me affirm that. Because the notion and dispute about Jesus being the image of the invisible God was further explained and elaborated in the following verse. Verse 19 in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. It says here, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him. In ESV, it reads here that, For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So here, we do not just mean physical, but in terms of His character, virtues, and attributes, the fullness of God in Christ. Similarly, uh, in Colossians 2.9, this was again affirmed in 2.9. It reads here, For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In ESV, it reads here, let me read this to you. It says here, For in Him the fullness of deity dwells bodily. Again, we do not mean physical here but in terms of his character, in terms of God's virtues and attributes. I think Apostle John powerfully also captured this. He explained what it means when Apostle Paul also said that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Ano ibig sabihin nun? What does that, what does that mean? And the Bible explained itself. John explained that. In John chapter 1, verse 1, we know that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 14, this is what John explained to us. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So I believe the explanation of Paul as when the, the fullness of God dwells bodily, John said the Word became flesh. The Word became flesh. And he said this, full of grace and truth. Meaning, the fullness of God is in Christ. Jesus being the image of the invisible God, which means the fullest truth of God, the fullness of God's grace, the exactness of God's mercy, and the full measure of God's love is in Christ Jesus. We need to affirm that. We need to believe that. Jesus, as we, have, we sing this song, Jesus is God's righteousness, 
revealed. The full of God's love is manifested through His Son, Jesus Christ. The grace of God felt and seen through Jesus Christ. The mercy of the Almighty God personified in Jesus Christ. God's divine glory fully rests in Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the image of the invisible God. He is God. We've read that in 1 John 5.20. Let me read that quickly to you. 1 John 5.20. Why do I say that Jesus is God? 1 John 5.20. It says here, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know Him who is true. And we've read that because John said He is full grace and truth. The fullness of God is in Him. We know Him who is true, and we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. And He made an apostate here. He is the true God and eternal life. And for those people and for those traditions who don't believe that Jesus is God, you could give them 1 John 5.20. And in Philippians 2.8, have in mind the same mind as in Christ Jesus, who is in the very form of God. He is God. And so that's why we affirm our understanding of the Trinity. We have one God and three persons. God the Father, God the Son. And He is the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And I say that because in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, again affirmed, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. The attributes of God, the character, the fullness of the glory of God, and He upholds the universe by the, by the word of his power, and after making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. We need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We need to believe that Jesus is God. We need to believe that Jesus is the image of the invisible God because the only way to God, the only way to the Father is through Jesus. None other. Exclusively. We've read that in 1 Timothy 2.15. There's only one mediator between man and God, and that is Jesus Christ. So if there's any person, any man who says he is the appointed son of God, you know that he is a liar. May pangalawang Jesus. That is not true. There is only one Jesus Christ, and He is our mediator to the Father. Jesus is God's only begotten Son. He is His divine radiance. He is the exact imprint of His nature. The fullness and the glory of God rest on Jesus. And so, if Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Therefore, our prayers, and this is how our prayers should be informed and influenced by that truth. 
Our prayers, therefore, must be full of faith. Why? Because you are praying in the name and under the authority of the one true God. Bakit ka man nanalangin, hindi man pala sa Diyos. But we believe that. We affirm that Trinitarian belief. And therefore, if you know that Jesus Christ is supreme, He is preeminent, He is the image of the invisible God, therefore, your prayers must be full of faith. Kaya yung pagtiwalaan, yung pinapanalangan nyo. You are praying in the name of Jesus. We are praying in the name of Jesus. We can do that. Our prayer must be full of faith. Mananalain kayo, ewan ko po Lord, ako ibibigay nyo sa akin, ha? hindi ko po alam. Hindi ko po alam, ah, Lord, kung kaya nyo gawin para sa akin yun eh. Huwag ka nalang kaya mag-pray, sister. <laughs> Do you really believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you really believe that He is God? We are in the truth. He is the truth. He is the Son of God. He is the eternal life. Have full of faith in your prayers. Now that you have been informed, now that you believe that Jesus is the Son of of God. Secondly, Jesus is preeminent or supreme because He is the reason of our existence. In verse 16, I will read, For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things were created, and I will emphasize these words, all things were created through Him and for Him. Through in Tagalog is sa pamamagitan. For Him is para. Diba? For. So everything on earth exists because of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 17 verse 28, for in Him, we live and move and have our being. And again, in John chapter 1, verse 3, alam nyo si John saka si, si Apostle Pablo, parehong-pareho sila ng Christology, yung paniniwala nila kay Jesus. Well, of course, all other the apostles, but they just complement each other when teaching about the nature of Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God, He is God. John chapter 1, verse 3 says, All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In other words, walang nangyari, walang nagawa sa sanglibutan ito, maliban, o hindi magagawa yon kung wala si Jesus. Otherwise stated in Tagalog. Tinagalog ko na kasi English ito eh. In other words, without Jesus, the entire universe, the entire cosmos will collapse. We will all break into non-existence without Jesus. Ngayon, if we believe that Jesus is the reason for our existence, Siya ang dahilan, bakit kayo nabuhay? At bakit kayo nabubuhay, how should that truth inform your prayers? 
How should that truth that Jesus is the very reason for your existence, how should that influence the way you pray? Therefore, our prayers must be full of assurance if we believe that Jesus is the reason for our existence. If we believe, therefore, that the reason why we exist and live, then our prayers must be have sense of security. We can be assured that God holds everything in His hands. Hindi ba? God holds everything and no doubt He can hold your future. If He is able to create everything and the reason why everything exists because of Him, He holds your future, that, that truth should give you that blessed assurance and therefore your prayer should be full of assurance. Eh kung hinahawakan ni Jesus ang lahat ng bagay sa mundo, bakit ang wiwik ng mga panalangin natin, ang wiwik, ang hihina, walang power. Hindi ko naman sinabi mo, sisisigaw kayo pag nananalangin kayo na, Lord, I pray! Kahit naman nung lakas ng bibig ninyo, pero yung puso ninyo, you don't believe that Jesus is the reason for existence, that He holds your future, kahit anong sigaw ninyo, our belief in Jesus, that is the reason for existence, we believe that He holds everything. And therefore, that should empower, revitalize the way we pray. Hawak pala ni Jesus ang buhay ninyo. Hawak niya pala, kaya tayo nabubuhay. That is the reason why we're here. Why are our prayers still very, very weak? And sometimes, bordering doubt. Our prayers, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, knowing full well that Jesus is preeminent, that He is the reason for our existence, should be full of assurance. And thirdly, we've read this in verse 17. Let me read to you verse 17. It says here, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. So what does it mean is that Jesus is preeminent, Jesus is supreme, because He is the sustainer of all life. Again, ano yung ating tanong? If you believe that Jesus is the sustainer of all life, how should that belief, how should that truth that Jesus is the sustainer of life inform and influence the way you pray? Sabi ko kanina, He's the reason for our existence. And now, He is the sustainer of all life. How should that inform and influence your prayer when you're praying for someone who is sick? Someone who is lonely or someone who is battling with the disease? Of course, we give all to Him. Now, meron kami biruan, and this is not a biruan lang ito, doon sa aming care group. We're praying for someone, and we've said that, Lord, we pray for complete healing on this person. And then yung tao na pinapanalangin namin ay namatay. So biro nila sa akin, dapat po siguro, biro lang naman ito. Dapat po siguro wag yung complete healing kasi yung complete healing nasa langit eh. So partial healing po kaya ang ipagpray natin next time. <laughs> of course, that, that's not the right theology. I'm just saying that. Kaya naglolokohan ako, sabi ko, oh, ano pa panahin ko dito? Complete o partial? Partial lang po. <laughs> of course. So when we pray, when we believe that God is the sustainer of all life, how should that influence the way you pray? Naniniwala ka pala eh. The sustainer siya ng buhay mo. So, anong papanalangin mo? Panginoon, hindi ko po alam kung pagagalingin niyo itong tao na to. 
pero bigyan mo na rin siya ng partial healing. But don't pray that, ha? again, ha? don't get me wrong. Mama, sabihin nyo, I don't want you praying, Lord, we pray for the partial healing of this. Don't do that. I'm just saying that. That's just a joke. That's, that's our, yung care group lang namin, nagjo-joke lang kasi sila. Because we're discussing, again, of course, in the, the, in the manner of prayer. But we should believe that. In fact, in Hebrews 1.3, he says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory. We read that earlier. And the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. He sustained all things. He sustained your life. All life belongs to Him. And now that we know that Jesus is supreme, that we know that He is sustainer of our life, how should that inform our prayer? How should that influence our prayer? Therefore, if God, if Jesus holds your life, sustains your life, your prayer must be full of dependence, full of reliance on Him, pagtitiwala sa Kanya. Now, the problem here is this. Whenever we pray, and I think nung kami nag-meeting uh, nung Thursday, nung mga elders, you know, the problem is this. We always view our prayers in the light of what we believe. And therefore, it's important for us to understand who God is. Kasi minsan, pray tayo ng pray, ang problema ito, hindi natin kayang tanggapin ang sagot ng Diyos sa ating mga dalangin. Kasi ganito, dinidiktahan na natin ng Diyos, we dictate to God to act in accordance, not to His will, but to our will. So your belief informs the way you pray. Sabi nung isang nabasa ko sa Facebook, Lord, we are, I'm praying for your God's will in my life. Para Lord, hindi ka na mahirapan, ito na po ang picture. Lord, nanalangin po ako sa kalooban mo. Gawin niyo po ang kalooban niyo sa buhay ko. Ito pong listahan ng mga dapat niyong gawin. Para po sumaya-saya ako. Praying in accordance to God's will or praying in accordance to your will? Why? Because you do not have a full reliance and dependence on God that God has a good plans for you. Pero ang sagot ng Diyos ay laging, pwedeng yes, bibigay sa iyo, Wait or not that? Hindi yan. Eh pero ang tanong, pag sabi ng Diyos na no or not that, ayaw natin yon. Lord, you cannot say no to me. Wow! May mga voucher kayo? Grabe kayo. Parang ang mga Diyos may utang na loob sa inyo. Ano kung manalangin kayo? Why? Because we do not understand that our prayers must be Christ-centered prayers because Christ is supreme. And of course, so that's why you read uh, Reverend Edmund Chan's book. It's very beautiful. Dito namin natutunan itong uh, concept na ito. Eh. That's very good. Mananalangin kayo, may utang na loob sa inyo ang Diyos. Sobra kayo. Magsisikay ng mga kasalanan ninyo. Because we always define our prayers the way we want God to answer our prayers. Lord, I pray for this. And then the Lord answered. The answer is no. Pero Lord, why are you not answering my prayers? Sinagot na kita. Sabi ko nga, no, di ba? <laughs> Pero hindi. Hindi yun gusto natin. We want God to answer our prayers in accordance to our will. Anong panalangin ng Panginoong Yesus? Not our will, but yours 
be done. And if you believe that Jesus is the sustainer of all life, therefore your prayer must be full of reliance and dependence on God. Dapat ganun ang mga panalangin natin. Nagtitiwala tayo, nag, tayo ay nag, nagtitiwala na ang Diyos mabuti. We could rely on Him. Of course, in the course of things, we will experience pain. We will experience trials, temptation, troubles. Sino rito walang problema? Who among you here, mga FB friends? Who among you have no problems in life? Sana all. <laughs> Penge. Penge ng konting buhay nyo. Meron ba rito walang problema sa buhay? Meron? Ba? Pwede namin kayo lagyan ng rebulto siguro dito. Ano? Lahat tayo. But I hope that when we pray, our full reliance on God will just manifest in the way we pray. And therefore, our belief that Jesus is preeminent should inform our prayer. And fourthly, Jesus is preeminent and supreme and this should, should inform and influence the way we pray because Jesus is the head of the church. Now, anong uh, relationship? Sinabi ito dun sa verse 18. Let me read to you verse 18. It says here, And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in everything He might be preeminent. He is the head of the body. Now, in Ephesians, Apostle Paul also elaborated this, and we've read that in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. It reads here, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Now, of course, there's so many truths in this, but I want us to look at the relational aspect. Jesus Christ is supreme because he is the head of the church. And I want us to look at the relational aspect of that truth. Not only because Jesus directs us, leads us because He is our head. Not only because Jesus is the head of the body, which is the church. But this also shows how the church was alluded to in marriage. And we know that the marriage, that marriage is the highest form of human relationship. We know that the wife exclusively belongs to the husband and the husband belongs exclusively to the wife. And that relationship pictures the church. And the church is pictured in marriage as well. Kaya nga yung pagiging mag-asawa, it pictures the church. Allusion yon na ginagamit ang Biblia sa church, yung buhay mag-asawa o yung pagkasama ng mag-asawa. And no wonder, uh, sa Revelation, we are called the bride of Christ because marriage is union of two individuals. Now, I want to take that because Jesus, as the head of church, it shows the relational aspect of Jesus Christ. And this very close relationship between a husband and wife, an intimate, very profound relationship, very close-knit relationship of husband and wife is exemplified by Jesus Christ. So what do I mean by that? If we believe that Jesus is the head of the church, 
Jesus is supreme because He is our head and therefore you have a relationship with Him. And if you have relationship with Jesus Christ, how should your prayers be? Let's go to the metaphor used here, being husband and wife. Kapag ang mag-asawa hindi nag-uusap, something is wrong. Am I right? So, let's put that metaphor and allusion to our relationship with Jesus Christ because He is the head. Am I right? As the husband is the head of the wife. Kung may relasyon kayo kay Jesus, kakausapin niyo ba si Jesus? Kung may relasyon kayo sa Diyos, kakausapin niyo ba ang Diyos? Natural! Because you have a relationship. There can be no good relationship without communication. And therefore, how should that truth that Christ is the head of the church inform our prayers? If we believe that, therefore our prayers must be fervently intimate, if not frequent. Subukan niyo mag-asawa, hindi kayo mag-usap mga isang taon. Tingnan ko kung mag-asawa pa rin kayo after one year. Maliban na lang nag-sign language kayo. But I mean, if you do not communicate. And therefore, if we believe that Jesus is the head of the church as the husband is the head of the wife, there is a relational aspect there and therefore our prayers, as there is a relationship there, our prayers must be fervently, fervently intimate. Huwag niyong kausapin yung mga mahal niyo. Tignan ko. O di ba, may mga hugot kayo na hindi ko lang na-text. Yung asawa ko, mga tatumban ko siyang hindi, naka, hindi ko kasi nakakausap. Siya ay sumakabilang bahay. Nagkaroon ng iba. Minsan dyan niya huhuli sa text, eh, di ba? Sa communication. Dyan nahuhuli ang mga nagloloko. Di ba? Sa text, sa communication. So going back, if you are related to Jesus Christ, therefore, and if you believe that, if you have relationship with Jesus Christ, your prayer must be fervently intimate, if not frequent. In fact, it should be frequent as well. Naniniwala ba kayo na kayo ay may relasyon kay Jesus at sa Diyos? O bakit hindi tayo nananalangin gaano? Totoo kayang may relasyon tayo kay Jesus at sa Diyos? Eh bakit ayaw nating manalangin? I will doubt a Christian who says he or she has a relationship with Christ who does not pray. Because no relationship could thrive without you communicating. It will be a natural thing for any person or any people who have a relationship or close and intimate relationship at that without you having a good relationship or communication. And so that is important. And the fifth one, Jesus is supreme because He is the firstborn from the dead. And how should this truth that he is the firstborn from the dead in form and influence our prayers. Now, ito pong firstborn from the dead should be seen in the light of the resurrection. Ngayon, ang tanong ko, what did the resurrection bring us? Ano yung mga friends sa FB? Ano yung dinadala ng katotohanan ng pagkabuhay na magmuli ni Jesus sa atin? It brings us hope. Jesus rose from the dead, the final and fullest victory over sin and death. 
And through that, he declared that he is the Lord of life. He is the Lord of hope. Jesus has overcome the grave. Jesus defeated the enemy. He conquered death and in everything. He was able to go beyond the tomb. If he is victorious King of kings and Lord of lords, then our prayers must be full of hope. Because Jesus conquered death. And in that conquest, he gave us full victory and power and hope. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, For then as much children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power over it, that is of the devil. So here in this verse, we've seen hope and victory in Jesus. And if we believe, hold on to the truth that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, our prayers must be full of hope. Naniniwala ba kayo sa resurrection? That Jesus rose from the dead? If you believe and hold to that truth, then your prayers must be full of hope. Punong-puno dapat ng pag-asa yung ating mga panalangin. Hindi mga panalangin ng mga sawi. Lord, hindi ko naman sinasabing huwag kayo maglament sa Diyos na because it's also part of our expression to God when we lament, when we, Lord, this is the cry of my heart. It's okay. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong. But your prayer should not end there. Your prayer should not end all the time by saying, Lord, wala na pong mangyayari sa buhay ko. Who told you? Who told you that your life will be miserable in the end? The greatest spoiler of all time is the Bible. Why? Because it already declared that we will be victorious in the end. So pag nanalangin kayo, ano sabihin na, Lord, sawing-sawi na ako, wala na po talaga mangyara sa buhay ko. Sabi ng Panginoon, sino may sabi sa'yo? Ikaw o ako? Kasi if you believe me, if I am your God, yes, I know. It's okay that you express your heartache, your failure, it's okay. But believe on this, that I am the Lord of hope. I am the Lord of resurrection. You will be victorious. You will overcome the grave. Okay lang, iniwan ka ng mahal mo sa buhay, iniwan ka ng jowa mo. It's okay. I will be with you for eternity. Have Jesus in your heart. Sinabi ko na dito, wag malungkot ang mga walang jowa, mga friends. Wag kayong malungkot. It's okay. Single blessedness, okay. Wait for Jesus. Wala kayong jowa, mga lungkot na lungkot. Sabi ko nga ng bagong taon, makano kayo, Lord? Bakit Pasko na wala pa akong jowa? Tatlong taon ka nang walang jowa eh. What's the difference? Or since birth, wala ka naman jowa. What's the difference? Ang kaligayahan natin na kay Jesus. Amen ang amen ha. Tapos mga post nyo ha. Maka-amen dito. Tapos mga post, I'm so heartbroken, so lonely. Feel kaya ako magkaka-jowa. I rebuke you. Sister, brother, hanapin niyo si Jesus. May pag-asa kayo kay Jesus. Naniniwala ba kayo sa resurrection? Yun yung patay, bubuhayin ni Jesus. Kayo pa walang jowa. Jowa lang yun. Eto, buhay na walang hanggan. Iwan yung mga jowa niyo, wala namang ginawa kundi influensyaan kayo sa mga makamundong bagay. <laughs> Ang halalim ng hugot. 
Ay, mga FB friends, ito sasabi, mga anak nyo sa Pilipinas, may mga jowang mga, iwan nyo yan, hanapin nyo si Jesus. Nagdudurog-durog pa yan, nag, nagbabatak pa. Iwan nyo yan mga kapatid, hanapin nyo si Jesus. He will resurrect you from the dead. A hope in God. Tama? So, pakinanalangin, wag yung Lord, tuwing sawi lang buhay ko. It's okay, again, it's okay to express our ultimate ex- uh, frustration in God. Don't get me wrong, ha? Don't get me wrong. I want to correct that. But don't end as if you are really defeated. You're not. Correct natin yun. Because if you believe that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, your prayers must be full of hope. Kaya pag nanalangin tayo, punong-puno dapat ng pag-asa. And of course, last one, Jesus is supreme because He is the reconciler of the world. I don't, yung the word reconciler, sabi ko, pa English ba na reconciler? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, meron daw. And we've read that from verse 20. We've read, we've read here. And through Him, to reconcile Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. We believe that Jesus is preeminent, supreme in all things because He reconciles the entire world, the broken world, to His Father. We have seen this verse that through Christ, He reconciled the world to God. Effectively, He is the mediator. He is the redeemer of mankind. So there is something here that tells us about Jesus' heart. Kung si Jesus, at naniniwala tayo na Jesus is the reconciler of the world, He is the mediator of the world, He is the redeemer of the world. What is our question? How should this truth inform and influence our prayers? How should our prayers be? And naniniwala pa kayo na si Jesus ang mediator, ang tagapagliktas ng mundo. So paano kayo mananalangin? How should that inform your prayer? If you know that Christ reconciled you to God, mediated you to God, how should your prayer sound and look like? Sa palagay niyo, papaano? Our prayers, therefore, must have passion for souls. And naniniwala pala kayo that it's Christ who reconciles the world, and therefore, our prayers must be for others. Other-centered prayers. Ang problema natin, and I'm not saying it's bad. We should ask from God because God says, ask and we will receive. There's nothing wrong us praying for ourselves or asking God what we want. It's okay. I'm not saying you should not pray for yourself or pray the things that you want. That's a good way for you to communicate your heart to God. There's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is this. Our prayers is 90%. I'm not saying it's you. 90% about us, 10% about others. Where in fact, it should be the other way around. When we pray more for others, we realize that our life is actually more God-centered. Lahat na lang ba sa'yo? Wala na sa iba. Ikaw na lang ba ang anak ng Diyos? Hindi, di ba? And we realize that our happiness is truly dependent on God because God is truly concerned about other people. If we believe that Jesus is supreme, He is the reconciler of the world, our prayers must have passion for souls. We do our mission in evangelism, tama? And God is calling us to respond to His 
bid, His call for us to do mission and evangelism because we were given the ministry of reconciliation. Let me read to you uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 to 19. And this is how important it is. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ through the preaching of the gospel, through the gospel, not counting men's sin against them. And He has committed to us, He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. What is that message of reconciliation? The gospel. And if our prayers must be Christ-centered, and if our prayers must be in obedience to the will of God, ito ang will ng Diyos. This is the will of God, that the world will be reconciled to Him. And in fact, the verse is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18-19, that message of the gospel, that message of reconciliation was committed to us. So, sino magdadala ng gospel? Sino daw magdadala ng gospel? So, walang sumasagot. Kanina yung jowa, maraming sumasagot. Ngayon, sino magdadala ng gospel? Tayo! Tayo magdadala ng gospel. We are the gospel bearers. And if we believe that, if we believe that Jesus is the reconciler of the world, He would reconcile the world to the Father and to Himself. Therefore, our prayers must be passionate about others, about the souls. We are called to do His will. We need to participate the Missio Dei, the mission of God. Dei is the Latin word for God. Missio is the Latin word for mission. Hindi naman natin mission yun eh. Mission ng Diyos yun. And we are called to participate in it. Do you want to participate in the mission of God? To be part of that message of reconciliation as it was committed to us? Do you want to participate in that? Do you want? Sino yung ayaw? Kasi kinumit lang daw ito sa atin, sa mga Kristiyano. Gusto nyo bang kasama kayo sa mga Kristiyano? So are you part of that mission of God? Yes or no? Yes. yes. So where do we start? Where do we start? Saan magsastart ang mission? Saan magsastart? Nako. Sa panalangin. Walang mission, walang evangelization na nag-start in other things. Nagsimula lahat yon through a prayer. You got saved because someone prayed for you. It all starts in prayer. And therefore, if we want our prayers to be in the center of the will of God, our prayers must be passionately for others, for the lost souls. Yan, as He is supreme, our prayers must be passionately for others. It's not just about evangelism or mission per se, but in our, tawag dito yung ating uh, theme for this year, discipleship. Hindi lang basta tayo nag-share, hindi lang basta nag-mission. Are we willing to journey with other people? Alam niyo, natutuwa kami ni Pastor Well because we attended the AG conference, uh, AG2, AG2IP, 
which is together in prayer. Um, uh, these are uh, prayer time and uh, the like a meeting of uh, AG pastors. And um, we're very, very pleased that, sabi ko nga kay Pastor Ruel, this is an affirmation of God's call in our church because Pastor Dom said, that Dominic uh, Yo says that we should disciple people. And I said, okay, tamo, yung tamang-tama pala, talagang nag-respond tayo na discipleship ang ating tema ngayong taon. At sabi pa ni Pastor Dom, but everything must start in prayer. Sabi ko, tingnan mo nga naman, Lord, we are starting our discipleship in discipleship in prayer. Sabi ko, I think the Lord is affirming our theme for this year. And beautifully, because of this, ang sabi niya, there will be a season of restoration. We know that we will not be in this pandemic for a long, long time. We thought that we have lost time. But alam niyo, magandang uh, encouragement sa amin is that in the book of Joel, he said, when the locust come, he will restore the time that was lost. If you think you've lost so many time, ngayong pandemic, don't worry. God will restore it. And we are entering as we disciple people, as we pray, as we engage other people, as we journey with other people, I know that God will restore our time, our lost time. Feeling natin na lost yung time natin, di ba? Just stay put. Just trust God. Just hang on. God will restore that lost time. Kinain ba ng locust yung buhay nyo? Don't worry. God will restore it. I personally felt encouraged by that. Inisip namin, dalawang taon hindi naman tayo nakapag, truly nakapag-evangelize in the sense that we weren't able to go to the streets and you know, yung ating street evangelism, hindi natin nagawa yon for the last two years. Hindi natin nagawang magpadala ng mga short-term missions natin because of the pandemic. And we have reports from our missionaries, alam ninyo yon during our uh, prayer meetings that um, Many of them weren't able to go to the field because of the pandemic, because they were restricted. But God will restore that time. Now the question is, are we ready? And so therefore, we should start in discipling one another. Because when the time comes that it will be open again, we must be there in the front line doing the will of God. The question is, are you willing to join us? Nag-yes kayo, hindi sa akin, sa Diyos. Sabi nung iba, ba ako na pa yes? <laughs> and that is why we want to start in discipleship. Because when it opens, God will restore every lost time. Double time tayo pagkatapos nito. Nawa, marami sa inyo ang mag-take up ng challenge. Say, I want to join that. I will join the mission of God. I will participate in the mission of God. I will disciple people. I will be journeying with someone else this year. So kayo ngayon, mga care group leaders, I will address you today. Meron ba kayong iniisip na i-disciple ngayong taon? Huwag na kayo magpatumpik-tumpik. Simulan nyo na. Ask that person. Kamusta na sila? Befriend them. Journey with them. And I hope this church, as we have this discipleship, uh, disciple shift uh, uh, theme, we will start to disciple, to teach them about Christ, to be Christ-like 
And I hope this message today that Christ is the reconciler of the world, that Christ is the firstborn of, from the dead, that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, the sustainer of all life. Jesus is the image of the invisible, life, of the invisible God. I hope this truth will inform and influence the way we pray. Now, nanintindahan natin, ano ba ibig sabihin ng preeminence? Ano ba ibig sabihin ng supremacy of Christ? Now that you understand that this is what it means uh, to be in Christ and to understand what this supremacy of Christ means, na ngayong nanintindahan nyo na ito, that should influence the way you pray. And I hope that the Living Word Fellowship people will have very powerful, hopeful, reliant, faithful prayers. We should not stop praying. Our knowledge of God shapes and informs our prayers. I hope today, as we understand the supremacy of Christ, that will shape our prayers. Thus, if that's the case, we should know God deeply, intently, and passionately. Having known this, if you know Jesus is the reason for your existence and sustain all your life, how should your prayer look and sound like? Now that you know that and you have been informed that Jesus is the truth, the head of the church, the redeemer, and ushered us to God, how should that revitalize and energize your prayers? I hope that it will. And I hope today this truth will encourage us all the more to pray with full reliance, full trust, full faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today, for the privilege of knowing you, of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ, preeminent, supreme in all things, the sustainer of all, the giver of life, our resurrection, the mediator and redeemer of the world. Father, today, I hope those truths will inform the way we pray will revitalize our prayers, will energize the way we pray, that we will no longer pray as if we don't trust you, as if you are not God. But Lord, we will pray because we know in your name and in your authority, you will give what we're asking of you. And you will put us at the center of your will because Lord, we know that you are our God. Indeed, Lord God, as what we have sung a while ago, you are unshakable and unstoppable. You will Will do your good deed, your good will into our lives. And therefore, Father, have your will and have your way in us. Lord, make the Living Word Fellowship a prayerful church. Lord, may it not be just confined in our programs, in the way our prayer ministry would lead us, but Lord, truly in our hearts, we will pray unceasingly for our brothers and sisters for the lost world, for the lost souls, for us to evangelize. And we will all start here in our knees praying, pardon us, O Lord. Patawarin niyo po kami.
if we neglect this powerful resource that we have to pray. If we neglect, Lord God, our prayer life, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, forgive us. And Lord, stir our hearts to pray more and more knowing who you are. And knowing who you are should shape the way we should pray and the way we would communicate to you that our communication to you now will be powerful, will be revitalized, will be energized, no longer weak, no longer defeated, but in you, full of hope, full of love, full of mercy and grace. Thank you, Father. Be with your people today, I pray. Revitalize our prayers. Make us more prayerful. In the name of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Let us all stand to receive the benediction. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain that is through His flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the, the day drawing near. And so, O Lord, may your love, may the love of God, the Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you and with us all. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, my dear brothers and sisters. God bless you. Be pray. And let us continue to worship God. And for those of you who have joined us via Facebook and YouTube, thank you. And join us again next week. God bless you.